Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Thank you all for joining in on the fun and speculation. And if you like the show, please join our social media and support us on Patreon at Sci-Fi Unchained Stories to help the channel grow. And thank you all for your avid listenership. All right, let's get into it. Now, this will be my final thoughts on the Book of Boba Fett, both as a show and as the latest chapter in the live-action Star Wars shows that we're getting once a year instead of a movie every two or three years. Now, as a show, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. It was far too solidly colorful in design, feeling very Disney-fied with Boba's armor, for instance, and the uh, the Power Ranger cyborgs, Fennec's outfit, even. This is set on a desert planet, for God's sake. Why, why are things so colorful? I can understand wanting to try new color designs and play around with new things. I get it. But at least match your dang color schemes with a solid complementary contrast. Uh, the sound design was pretty solid, uh, dropping hints on who we might be seeing in future episodes, uh, having character themes that felt very in tune with what was going on in the show. The camera angles and shots were also really well done, uh, working really well to showcase its Western inspiration, uh, as well as the fight sequences, the shootouts, the train scene. It, it was a lot of fun. And at, they, they weren't too short. They weren't saturated with jump cuts, letting us really enjoy the moments. Now, the character designs were very lacking. Aside from characters like, I don't know, Black Chrysanthemum, Cad Bane, Garcef Whip, or the Gamorrean Guards. But Boba Fett's armor, I think it was a large step down in design from what we got in the original trilogy or the comics. It looking much more, like I said, solidly colored, and uh, it was strangely lacking. I mean, where are his leg plates? Why does he have less armor than he's supposed to have? And I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding Cad Bane and how his face looks smaller and he looks less blue than in the Clone Wars. But at the same time, we're getting one of the coolest original characters from a cartoon made into a live-action badass. There are going to be some things that might miss the mark. Though... The only things I had a problem with was uh, he didn't have a toothpick and he didn't say little lady in that gravelly voice he had at some point. I was waiting for it to drop, man. Like uh, that that meme that's like, oh, he said the line. That was me waiting for that line. Now, one of the biggest things that I and many others didn't like at all, I, I mean, it was so out of place was, of course, the Cyborg Power Rangers and their stinking weird and 50s colorful speed bikes that didn't go very fast at all. They, they went super slow. 
You want me to believe a pale redhead grew up on a desert planet with two sons? Bullshit. And the way that these guys were set up, they, they sounded like they were going to be more hardcore, mechanical, and gritty, and, and Warhammer 40k-esque. And what we got was really small and overly colorful, dainty even. The, the modifications themselves weren't really a big focus, but when they were, it wasn't that cool or threatening. It just kind of cute. Now, the rest of the designs were pretty cool, um, considering that they were mostly prosthetics and had little CGI uh, as possible, like the Trandoshans, uh, the Klatu uh, the Kl how do you say it? Klatoonians? Klatoonians? Yeah, Klatoonians. Um, Max Rebo. My boy Max was there. Uh, hopefully he escaped yet another explosion. Uh, I think he did, hopefully. Now, all of these, I think, were very well done. and They were a lot of fun to see. Um, now, how would I rate The Book of Boba Fett as a chapter in the much larger long-running, singular Star Wars show in general, because that's how I'm perceiving these live-action series. Like a long run of a comic book that might last eight or ten comics. Because each show is only ever up to ten episodes at the very most, and, and the Kenobi series is only going to have six episodes. So that seems really short-lived for a series, and I'm not too much of a fan of that. But I think that's due to me being used to a TV show having at least 20 episodes in a single season. So I've been spoiled my whole life where the producers of Disney Star Wars are concerned. Because they only want to give us 6 to 10 episodes a season. And yeah, each episode may cost a million dollars to make, but this is Disney. They rake in a million every day with any of their entertainment branches. A million bucks is nothing to these guys. But as a part of a much larger, long-running, singular show, I'll be a little bit more generous to it and, and rate it as a solid 8 out of 10. Because it has a lot of things that I can see as groundwork being laid to explain certain things later on, like... The Pike Syndicate. If you didn't watch The Clone Wars, then you have no idea who the Pike Syndicate is. You have no idea who Cad Bane is. Well, now you do. The Pike Syndicate is this crime organization that's got a lot of muscle. They have giant uh, scorpion droids. And oh my god, when those things, shields went up, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, oh no, they have some super mecha droidica destroyers. And then those shields popped up. I was like, oh no, they're in so much trouble. Like that was super fun. Oh my gosh, that was a lot of fun. Like it was, it was even cooler than when I saw Phantom Menace as a kid and saw these like roly poly droids pop up with shields and and Jedi had to run away from him. I was like, wow, okay, this is pretty neat. 
Now, the some of the groundwork I can see being laid here is, of course, things like the Pike Syndicate, Luke's Jedi Academy, the establishment of Boba Fett as the new crime lord of Tatooine, um, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, needing to find his way in the galaxy now that he's been excised from the, uh, the Children of the Watch, right? And since he has the Darksaber, maybe he'll try to remake Mandalore in an effort to make a safe home for him and his adoptive son, mirroring the reluctance Boba Fett had uh, with him taking on the mantle of Mandalore in the old expanded universe so he could do right by his daughter and granddaughter. And in, in that was in the, in the time of the Second Galactic Civil War. Now... This and The Mandalorian Season 2, I feel like, very much is... They're giving Din Djarin bits and pieces of the story of Boba Fett from the old expanded universe. And I'm glad to see the story play out. But what's left for Boba Fett himself? I mean, he's going soft out of nowhere. Why? Because he had some sympathy for some Tuscans that made him a prisoner and forced him to, to dig for black watermelons. And that's enough to make him go straight and not permit things like spice trade. He was a ruthless bounty hunter, one of the very best, a cold-hearted killer and a beast. And what, some time in a Sarlacc pit and in a desert prison changed him inside of five years? Now that's a bit of a stretch. And it almost feels like the character of Boba has been sacrificed to the altar of Disney Star Wars to make their own creations shine. And if they have to do that to accomplish such a goal, it could be argued that those characters don't need to be created in the first place. If they cannot stand on their own merit, if they have to cannibalize other characters and story arcs and and inspirations from the EU that we want to see, but we want to see them with the characters that those stories belong to. Now, as a whole, I, I don't mind all of the offshoot stories in the Book of Boba Fett uh, with Mando and Luke, and I, I understand what the showrunners are trying to accomplish, and they're doing it in a really short amount of time in terms of how short the episodes and seasons are for each show. I could understand the criticism of, well, it's not really a show about Boba Fett. If a, a fourth of the season has nothing to do with him, I, I get it. I can understand that criticism if we're working with a longer show. If, we're, if the season is longer, if the episodes are an hour in length, I could 100% get behind that. But I, I think what it will take for people to realize what I'm talking about is a couple years down the line where we have Kenobi and uh, Rogue Squadron, uh, Ahsoka, uh, Rangers of the Republic, uh, all of these other chapters lined up that all interlink and all have their own stories and unique characters and situations and villains I think that's when people will go oh okay I see how this all fits together 
right? So yeah, I, I don't mind nearly as much as I used to because I, I believe if I see what's going on. So so yeah, the, the Book of Boba by itself goes much by the way uh, that Bad Batch does for me. It was exciting and fun, but I probably won't go back to watch it again anytime soon. I can only be patient and look forward to what lies ahead. But that's all I have time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sci-Fi Unchained, and stick around for more. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all. <laughs>